You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Well, good morning, Living Word Chapel family, and those of you that are visiting us for the first time. We're so excited that you decided to join us from your homes. You can clap, you can stand. The most important thing is that we lift up His name together. Declare his praise. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain. For the sin of the world, his blood breaks the chain, and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before him. So open up the gates, make way. to save is here to set the captives free for who can stop the lord almighty our god is the lion the lion of judah he's roaring with power and fighting our battles and every evil bow before him our god is the lamb for the sin of 
clock breaks the chain And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb Oh, every knee will bow before stop the Lord Almighty, no one. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty, no one. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty, no one. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Stop the Lord. Our God. Our God is the lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before him. Our God is the lamb. Slain for the sin of the world, his blood breaks the chain, and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before him. Yeah. 
we're so thankful that we can fight our battles through praise and worship, God, lifting your name up on high. Immediately, Lord, we can feel your presence. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you Lord God, we thank you that We are surrounded by your presence, Lord God Father, we bless your name Lord, we pray God, that you continue to move in the hearts and the minds of the people watching, Lord. God, that lives would be changed, that hearts would be turned towards you, God, that minds would be turned towards you, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen.
Well, good morning, Living Word Chapel family and friends and those of you that we minister to uh, in different communities. Uh, we're so excited to be with you again this, this morning, or maybe you're watching this video cast uh, in the evening or whenever you're connected here. Uh, we've been talking about being safe and secure. Uh, God's Word, it speaks to us about every season, every circumstance that we go through, uh, the difficulties of life, no matter what we're facing. And Psalm 91 is a perfect example of how the Word of God anchors us in the difficult times of life. Uh, the psalmist started out and he said, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High uh, will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And, and what a wonderful assurance that we can have to, to know that when we're walking with God, that, that we, we, we dwell with Him. We're in His presence. And, and being in His presence, that we are in His shadow. In other words, we're in close proximity uh, to the Shaddai, to the Almighty God. And, and, and with that, he, he ministers to our needs. Um, and so we've been going through different facets of, uh, or promises that God gives us through this psalm. Uh, the shelter that we need, we need his shelter. And then last week we learned about how we need the refuge of God. And we found out that, that God is our refuge in, in uh, every season that we're in, uh, whether it's day or night, his protection is there for us. And against every evil that we face, we, we learned that uh, even the, the, the double Ds, the disease that is against us and the disasters that come at us, God is still there and he, he protects us no matter what we're going through. Uh, today we're going to learn about how the, the promise that he is our guardian. He is our guardian no matter what we're facing. And then next week we're going to learn about how he is our deliverer. He will deliver us through, through the, the greatest opposition that we have in life. And, and beloved, if you're here and, and, and you feel like if you need someone to guard you in this time, uh, God has a word for you. He wants to speak into your life and, and help you to navigate in this time and this season that you're in. Um, I'm reminded of um, um, earlier this year, uh, I had a, a meeting with an individual, and, and in this meeting, uh, we were going to be discussing uh, some, some damage that was done here in the church uh, on our roof. And, and I'll never forget this meeting because I, I going into, into this uh, conversation, I did not think that we, were gonna, uh, we would get a favorable uh, response. It was with our insurance, and we were going to be talking about the roof. And uh, we had this meeting, and as we, as we sat and talked, uh, the, the conversation went from the roof to the goodness of God. And throughout the meeting, uh, this individual talked to me about how God had, had, had done different things uh, in his life. And, and then finally I got to this place in the meeting where I said, shall we talk about the roof? Uh, and then we talked about the roof, and, and, and he went and looked at what needed to be done, all the damage that was done in our, in our, in our building here at the Oracle campus. And uh, as he's walking through this uh, the campus, he says, well, we can take care of this, and we can take care of that, and we can take care of this, and so I'm just listening to him, and uh, we sit down in my office at the very end of the meeting, and he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to be talking to uh, the, the insurance company. He was the adjuster, and, uh, and he said, we'll take care of what needs to be taken care of. Now, as he said that to me, I finally grasped what he was saying, and I said, are you telling me that you're going to take care of this, uh, of our roof? And, uh, and he said, I have never given uh, a recommendation that's, that's ever been denied. And so he, he walked out of the building. I sat in my office, 
and in my chair, and, and, and I, I kind of pondered that, and I needed reinforcement, so I, I, I ran out after him, and he's in the, in the courtyard in the lawn area, and, and I stop him, and I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Did you tell me that, that, that you will take, that the insurance will take care of our roof? It was a big price that needed to be taken care of. And he said, I've never put in a quote that has ever been denied. And then he left. And our roof got taken care of. The, 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 the monies were there. And I, I stepped back after that because we never dealt with him again. And I stepped back and I said, could that have been a messenger from God that said, I am going to guard you no matter what you're facing. The storms that can destroy the roofs of your life, uh, I will have your back. And you need to know, beloved, that, that God is there for you. No matter what storm you're facing, no matter what difficulty you're going through, God is there for you. And I want us to look at verses 11 through 13 in Psalm 91, and, and this is what the psalmist wrote. He said, For he, being God, will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. It's a promise. It's a promise that God's going to guard us no matter what we're going through. And, and, and here's the one big thing. Here, here's your one big takeaway. Trust God even when the devil screams, test him. What does that mean? Trust God even when the enemy of our souls will twist God's word and lead us to test him and question him. And here's the thing that you need to know, that there's an enemy in your life, and this enemy wants to, wants to usurp or, or destroy all the good things, all the wonderful purposes that God has for you. Uh, he did it with Adam and Eve in the very beginning. Uh, the enemy came and he said, did God really say? Did he really say that, that, that you could not eat of this forbidden fruit? And, and, and they believed the lie of the devil. And it's interesting to me that... Uh, he used, the, the word of God, uh, or the enemy, used this psalm to test Jesus. In, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 through 7, it says this. It says, this is, let, me, let me give you a little bit of background. This is when Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to be tested and to be tempted by, by the devil uh, for 40 days and 40 nights. And he fasted and he, and, and he, and he sought the Father uh, as he was going there to, to go and defeat the enemy for us. But the second temptation that the devil brings, it says this, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. This is Jesus. He had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. That's that, that's that uh, uh, quote from Psalm 91. And Jesus answered him, and he said, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. 
Always remember that, that, the, that the devil will lead you to question God. He'll lead you to test God. And, and, and Jesus will lead you to trust God. In John 14, 1, Jesus said, uh, believe in God, believe also in me. Another translation says, trust God, trust also in me. Jesus will lead us to trust God. The devil will lead us to test God. And what you find, beloved, is that when we trust God, he will always show himself to be true. The enemy will lead you to test God so you can look at loopholes and and, and how you can get out of what God has called you to do. The only place where, where I've found God to say, test me, is with our money and with our generosity in the book of Malachi. And he tells God's people to test him with their generosity and know that he will provide abundantly. And the reason that I believe that he says, test me in your generosity or with your money is because money or the love of money has a way to steal our hearts. And the battle that we have in life is where is our heart going to be? Are we going to give our heart to God or are we going to give our heart to man? And so this is, uh, this is what Jesus said. He said, for, for where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Here's, here's what you need to know. And this is not a sermon about money. But this is a sermon to understand how God guards us. God doesn't need your money. And he doesn't want your material wealth. Uh, uh, he, he doesn't need that. But he does not want your money and your material wealth to steal your heart. Jesus teaches us to trust God and resist the temptation to test him. In, in the biggest trials of my life, in the, in, in the biggies, when, when I've had some family situations come up, when I've had my, my children hurt in different things, uh, when we've had financial struggles, struggles, the biggest temptation that the enemy has brought is for me not to trust the faithfulness of God. And here's what I want you to know, that God has always been faithful to his word. In my life, and I believe that God will always be faithful to his word in your life because he's your guardian. He will bring his angels, he will bring his presence into our life and help us no matter what we're going through. Now, I've got three facets of God being our guardian. The first one is that God is our guardian who is our defender. The, the, the enemy of our souls is on the onf- offense and he desires to destroy your life. A- and he will use any tactic that he can to try to trip you up. I-, I want you to know, I want you to know that just like there is a God in your life that cares about you greatly, there's an enemy of your soul that wants to trip you up and destroy all the wonderful things that God has for you and all the good, wonderful things that God has for me. Uh, Peter put it like this. He said, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
I, I want to emphasize, be sober in your mind and be alert. Because the enemy is looking for us to get complacent or in a, in a, in a drunken state. Uh, and I will tell you that, that your best defense for the enemy's tactics is to be alert in God's word and to be filled with the presence of God, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul helps us here. To the Ephesians, Paul put it like this. He said, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God because when the Spirit of God is living in your life and He's, he's filling your life, you'll be bearing the fruit that is going to bring fulfillment in your life. You will be bearing the, the love of God. You'll be bearing the peace of God. You'll have the patience of God. You'll be able to uh, have long-suffering and self-control and all the things that the enemy wants to take you away from. He's our defender. Moses put it like this. He said, the Lord is your mighty defender, perfect and just in all his ways. Your God is faithful and true. He does what is right and fair. The enemy wants you to think that you're all alone. But you're not all alone, beloved. Not only are you not alone, you have the greatest defender known to man, and that's Jesus Christ. Here's the second facet. God is a guardian who is our protector. Just like there's an enemy who we are no match for, he's bigger than us, uh, but he is no match for God. A and God has created an angelic realm, uh, his messengers and his vessels to help us when, even when we don't see them. A and the psalmist put it like this, he said, for he will command his angels, the angels are on our side because they're on God's side, concerning you to guard you in all your ways. In their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. I believe that, that maybe when we see God face to face that we are going to uh, find out all the times that angels have guarded us in the most difficult times. All the times that we've been saved because of the messengers of God coming alongside. I talked about that individual that I, that I, that I spoke to concerning the, the roof in our building. Uh, we never talked to him again. He was out of the picture. Uh, I don't know if he was a messenger from God. He sure acted differently than anyone that I had talked to before. And, uh, and what I know for, 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 for sure to, to be true is that God tells us that there, he will have his angels that will come alongside and guard us from the tactics of, of the enemy and the devil. And so you need to know that as well, that, that there are angels fighting for us as well as the Holy Spirit uh, dwelling in us and, and helping us through whatever we go through. Here's the third facet. God is a guardian who is our keeper. You know, the enemy worked in the first siblings of creation, Cain and Abel. And Cain killed Abel. And when, when he was asked, uh, when God asked Cain, where, where is Abel? Abel's response to, to, to God was, am I my brother's keeper? And that's exactly who we are outside of God. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I, 
Am I supposed to take care of this individual? Am I supposed to take care of this person or, or that individual? And any time that we don't want to be the keeper of others, we're really doing the work of the enemy. That's exactly where he came into Cain's life and, and, and brought hatred and, 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 uh, to the point of, of murder. Outside of God, have you noticed that we really don't care about anybody but us? Think about that. Outside of God, we really make everything about us. And outside of God, we, 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 we might not murder people with our hands, but we murder people with our mouth. Outside of God, we, we might not murder people with our mouth, but we murder them in our minds. And, and the Apostle Paul, as he's writing to the Galatians, he said this, bear one another's burdens so that you will fulfill the law of Christ. Why does he say that? He says that because, beloved, we are our brother's keepers. We are our sister's keepers. We are called to love our neighbor. Just like we have a love for God, just like God has a love for us that we come alongside and help other people. And, and because God is our guardian, and, and, and part of him being our guardian is that he is our keeper, uh, we, we are the same to others. Jesus, he came to be his brother's keeper. The writer of Hebrews put it like this. He says, both the one who makes people holy, that's Jesus, and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly, and I will sing your praises. That's a direct quote from, from one of the Psalms. Not only is he our guardian, but he is our keeper. And he's not ashamed of you. And he said yes to you before you ever thought about him. And, and he said yes to you. He said, I will be a brother to him. I will be faithful to him. Not only is he God, not only is he Lord, not only is he Savior, but he's your brother's keeper. And he loves you that much. And he said yes to you. And every week I say, you know, it's important for us to say yes to Jesus. Saying yes to Jesus will change your life forever. Saying yes to Jesus will invite that guardian into your space, into your life. And it will help you to navigate with him as your defender, with him as your protector, and with him as your keeper. And it's as easy as A, B, C. The A just stands for admit that you're a sinner. I say this week in and week out. I had to come to the place in my life where I admitted that my way was the wrong way and my path was the wrong path. And I had to turn around from that and I had to come back to God Repentance, that's what repentance is. And so I admit it that I'm a sinner. The B stands for believe in Jesus. We, we put our trust in so many things, and, and we're finding out in this season uh, of time that, that everything around us is failing, but not God. And so you put your trust in Jesus. He says, trust in God, trust also in me. And the C stands for confess him and follow him from this day forward. And so when you confess Jesus, you're making a declaration. 
You're saying, I believe. I believe that you are who you say you are. And I am going to follow you from this day forward. And when you do, beloved, he, he welcomes you into the family. He welcomes you into the fold. And you remember that he is his brother's keeper. He is your savior. He is your Lord. And so I want to invite you to pray a prayer with me. I want, you, I want to invite you to pray this prayer of, of welcoming Jesus into your life. So if you bow your head and, and let this be a, a, a prayer that you own. It's a simple prayer. It just says, God, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And today I'm putting my trust in Jesus Christ. I confess with my mouth that he died on the cross at Calvary for all of my sins. I believe with my heart that he rose from the dead just like the Bible said he would on the third day. And so today, I choose to follow him from this day forward. To put my trust in him, Lord, to allow uh, the family of God to come around me for me to find a place where I can fellowship and live out my faith uh, with encouragement and with strength. And so I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer today, it's the greatest day in, 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 in the history of your life. If you prayed that prayer, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, party going on in heaven. The angels are rejoicing. They're, I say that they're doing the cumbia and they're getting all excited. They're, they're, they're lifting up the praise hands. And, and, and we, myself, and all of Living Word Chapel are rejoicing with them. And we want you to know that you don't have to live this faith walk alone. We want to be a church that comes alongside. We want to encourage you. We want to strengthen you. We don't ever want to judge you or condemn you, but we want to be a strength and a help to you in the precious name of Jesus. And so if that's you today and you've said that, would you do me a big favor in, in the comments below? Put the emoji praise hands so that we can celebrate with you. Or, or maybe you can just put down, I said yes to Jesus. And we will be here to help you in any way that we can. God bless you, God loves you, and have a wonderful week. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.